0: and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast this is rebellions bloom and we are back to discuss the mandalorian this week and this episode season three episode seven titled the spies i am colton robertson i am joined by joseph george what's up homie
1: oh what up what up always a pleasure to
0: be here oh and it's always a pleasure to have you and what's up kbz kyler barnett
2: Not much. I'm ready to get into it. This episode, this is what we've been waiting for right here. This is what we've been
0: waiting for. This was, this is the one, like, a a couple weeks in a row, you know, five, I was like, okay, yeah, we're fine. Like, the back half of the season has kicked it into a gear that I'm like, fuck, yes. You know, like, uh, I think it just took me a while, because it wasn't until episode five that I truly was like, oh, yeah, Bo's the main character. You know, because for the first few episodes, she could she passably a side character, you know, like uh, in the second episode, it starts with Din and Bo comes to save him. And in yeah. and, uh, and, and the first episode, Din goes to visit her. It's all about Din. The third episode's not about either of them until like the front and the yeah. end. And then fourth episode, we start heading that way. Fifth episode, it's like, yeah, this is about Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan is the main character of the season. So it just took a while for us to get there. And this episode elevated it to a different height as far as how good this season has been. Retrospectively, this episode alone enhances the entire thing.
1: Um, and I goddamn. I agree. I fully agree. This This episode is, we've, we've been waiting for this. The story seems to be going in the direction that we want it to go in. Um, there's stakes now. There's actually kind of multiple things that could happen. Like it seemed very kind of straightforward before and we knew everything that was about to happen, but now it's kind of like, well, there's kind of someone backstabbing someone or I don't know, there's double, triple, quadruple agents in here, possibly, you know, <laughs> spying. Like uh we got we got some Game of Thrones, Master of Whispers, we got the Shadow Council. I don't know, this this was sick. It gave us it gave the season so much credibility and so much story that it probably should have had a little sooner, but But we
0: got it now. Yeah. But we got it now. uh, And in classic Mandalorian fashion, you know, those last two episodes, those are typically where they pack the bulk in, you know, uh, that is typically where it all, that's typically where it all comes crashing down.
2: Yeah. Look, he pisses me off because I've been hesitant to lean into my, oh, well, they're backing themselves into a corner. Only so much they can do here. They got to start letting it eat at some point. I've been like, you know what? I trust them. I trust the vision. They're going to do something. I trust it. Now, I should have been hammering it down, just fucking saying it over and over, because they really brought the heat this week. Let me tell you, they they brought that shit
0: this week. They came at us with a vengeance. And what's always so crazy to me about the end of the seasons of The Mandalorian is, like Kyler said, every time I'm like, how are we going to do this? How do we finish this story that this season is telling in two episodes. And then they always make it so fucking easy. They always just do it. And I'm always like, dude. yeah, wow. I guess I just thought it was so complicated. This entire thing would take five or six episodes. Nah, it can be done in two. We're just going to have and, fun for a while. And then we're going to, we're going to hammer you with man.
2: And like, what's crazy is like, it feels like like sometimes like you feel like it's not earned or maybe there's like plot holes in that whole like happening of this. But like, dude, I haven't seen it happen like not seamlessly in the Mandalorian. Like, dude, they just do it. Like, I like. I, hey, all I'm gonna say is, if you were negative about the season up till this point, like, you probably are eating your words right now. And I bet you that Favreau, Filoni, all these people are just laughing right now.
0: And hey, I I, no,
2: am. no, I, I mean, mean hey,
0: am. that no, cause like, I I was I was a big one. I was like, you know what? It's not a bad season yet. I, that was always my cop-out. I was like, yet. Yeah, it's not a bad season yet. It certainly could be. And these last two episodes, episodes—if I mean, we got the same directorial team next week with Rick Famuyiwa. It seems like he kind of made a double episode here for seven and eight. I, I expect we're going to be hitting on all cylinders next week once again, and it's going to round out to end up being Ooh,
1: hot fire. Take even if next episode is a bomb and absolutely fire in every way, it's still the worst season of Mandalorian out. Interesting. I think, like, even if, even if it does land, and we we even, I I don't know, like, even seasons one and two, I feel like I had a much more enjoyable time getting there, and there were stakes the whole time, so I was actually interested the whole time. But now until episode seven for me to be like now i'm in and now i can't wait for this next episode and like you gotta have something week by week that's satisfying and grat like for for a television show that comes out weekly and you're not dropping it all at
0: once like to play both sides yes i everyone who i've heard and like there's there are plenty of Star Wars fans who have had a great time with this season. There absolutely are i have a I have a very positive Twitter community that I've been very hesitant to open up to about my feelings about season three so far because they all fucking love it and understandably so they like I don't know what it was about the season that missed for me, but up until this point like i I now can look back at everything and go, "Oh fuck yeah, but our boy Tillman the other day was like, I'm catching up with the Mandalorian and I don't know what the complaints are about. It's because you're binge watching all six episodes in a day. Waiting week to week for this has been kind of like, oh, wow, this is this is really, really, you know, it's going a little slow. It's going like I'm Mm. like, but it's also like nonstop. I don't know. It's been it's been a conflicting season. uh, But I can confidently say this episode was the best of the season yet. And. It maybe all the self maybe
1: it. maybe there you know like we've we've already said pretty much all the bad that we can uh, mm-hmm. so far like and that's the thing I am still having a blast this is Star Wars I'm yeah ne- I'm having fun every weekend. Wednesday even though I'm like okay maybe this wasn't critically the best weekly episode of television i still am crying like a baby at like well, the then softest every time ever. I every time and I like, get
0: here I'm like I think back to what episode two was I think back to what episode three was I think about the moments we got in episode four. And I think about like week to week, it hasn't been bad. Each individual story they tell is, I have a great Mm. time each episode. It was just the, the lack of feeling like we were getting anywhere with a grander narrative until now, until five, six, seven and five, six, seven, even, you know, even, you know, five and six, it was like, all right, those last three minutes, that's when the important story happens. Um, and then this one was like, and you know, that's I, the thing and, about previous seasons is that the story they were trying to tell was clear from the beginning and that made it easier and more palatable to go, okay, at least I know where we're going with this.
2: Well, and it so I, I think like season one was different cause like this was something like an era of Star Wars that we were kind of like, I don't know, like it there hadn't been much done with yet and it was the first season so like you're it's building to something and you know that because they have to formulate it that way kind of but like you're still unsure season two is totally different and like you know what the end result is you just don't know who the big twist is going to be at the end you know what i mean like the big uh, like yeah yeah and this season's been totally different and like okay we feel like we've accomplished like Season two, I mean, that felt like almost an apex of sorts, like with like Luke Skywalker and like building to that moment and everything. And then like Book of Boba kind of is like the middle ground of all of that. This season felt like, wow, like it's really open ended. And you know, I can see why in the early part of the season, there's been like mixed bag, mixed feelings about all of that. But like now as we're getting there, I think it's very well thought out. And -hmm. that's been so rewarding because it's almost felt like. Like, it's almost felt, like, close to that season one type arc where it's, like, you know it's going to something, just what are we going to? And, like, there's that sense of, like, I really don't know. You know what I mean? Like, we talked about mm. it, shoot, like, even the last episode we probably recorded, I feel like we talked about, like, I I really don't know where for sure we're going. Yeah. You know what I mean? And And that's been really fun to do because, like, this is a character that's so beloved and, like, we expect so much out of this series that, like, getting this kind of arc and, like, Sort of story refresh almost has been really really fun because you know it's not often that you get that with characters you've already seen and seasons you've had before you know what I mean like it's not often you get that in a series and so I've I've really enjoyed it it like you know we've talked about it like I've said this since episode one I'm pretty sure like even when we would rate it I was like I'm going to need to, like, scale this on a turn to where that way when I look back in totalitarian state of, like, of the whole season and stuff, like, where I'm at. And, man, like, boy, am I cashing in on that right now because we are getting to something fun. And, man, like, I saw a tweet about it today. I can't remember if Colton retweeted it or if it was just from an account I follow or what it was. But, like, dude, the suspense and, like, some of the stuff we're getting just feels so fucking fun and just rewarding and amazing like the suspense aspects of it like i mean it's just been and really fun like, to invincible
1: enjoy anymore it feels like because i don't know i guess he has felt so much like a side character and maybe i don't like the way that it's happened but at the end there i kind of thought that was it for our boy
0: And that that was the strength of making Bo-Katan the main character. I mean, like, there's a lot of strengths to making Bo-Katan the main character of this show for the season because, Mm. frankly, at this state in the story, she's more compelling. We've talked week to week about how Din's kind of, like, until he makes another leap, until he realizes something, it's just going to go ahead and keep being the same old, same old Din. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, you felt like once he redeemed himself, like, that was kind of, like, something was up there. Like, that that was, there was a significant, like, bookmark change in something when that happened that early into the season, you know what I mean? And, like, I can understand why people have questions about that, but looking at where it's headed, uh, I, I don't have yeah, any yeah. complaints, man. Like, well,
0: I have no complaints now because I was genuinely, my biggest complaint about the season so far is that I felt a severe lack of stakes. I felt like nobody's in trouble. Everything's going to be fine. I don't give, like, I remember season one, like, whenever Grogu was in the scope of that one bounty hunter in episode four and you hear the gun go off, like, even then my heart leaps a little bit. And, like, I know he's probably safe, but I'm like, oh, like, oh, God, is my baby okay? You know, I haven't felt that in a couple seasons now because because of that, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. uh and I certainly haven't been worried for Din. But making Bo the main character of this season, it all of a sudden made Din in danger whenever he's held up at the end there. Whenever he's tied up and he, like, I thought Moff Gideon was just going to go ahead and execute him. I thought mm-hmm. that was it. I was like, Dude, I was ready for That's that. real. No, that's real. Like,
2: yeah. that shit looked, like, not good. I mean, like, it didn't once, he gets, all. He, was once he gets throwing, all of them,
0: gets throwing it back yeah. to season
1: one. They were giving him all his comebacks, and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, yo, this is not looking good. They take away the whistling birds. You're like, fuck. Like, oh, God. Really took everything, yeah. And, oh, man, I, like, I really thought that Gideon still thought that Den still had the dark saber, and that's why he separated Din and, like, you know, was going to challenge him and then take it. But then, like, no, he knew. He knew Bo Din had that, like, I, I guess. I don't know. Or maybe he hoped Den would have it and he would separate, you know, whoever had the saber right then and there. But I don't know. Uh, it didn't didn't happen that way, I guess. Mm. But, uh, man, I, I guess, I don't know. Uh, I feel, my my only thing that I could say that I feel like they fell into is that they're trying just to do the Rangers of the New Republic and this show at the same time, and they're mashing it into one season of television. And it's kind of clear that there are some scenes that just don't fit with this show at all, and that they were meant for, rain, like, the the Ranger show. Mm. um, I like that it's happening here, though. Like, I, I'm glad that we don't have to watch another show to get all of this. I I, I would mm. rather it kind of all be in one big, just maybe it's not called The Mandalorian. It's, or I don't know, but they, they have it that way now. And it's, that's the way we're kind of getting it. And I think it, it sacrificed a little bit of season one, but whenever, or season one, season three, but I, I think when we get to next season, we're going to be like, I hope, it's everything's introduced, and now it's like kind of both shows firing at all cylinders hmm. at once because the, you've needed to do the build up for both shows, and then now Mando's kind of firing at all cylinders. They could still kind of build up the Rangers a little bit more, um, but like Mando, the Mando storylines now are firing. Um, yeah, so no, I guess. I, uh-
0: I, I, like like I said I loved this episode and in retrospect it's it's improved the season for me and I know whenever I get around to finally rewatching it I'm going to be watching it in a different light you know I think mm-hmm. that uh the full sort it's going to be a rewarding rewatch to be sure like it's it's going to be going to be nice but uh let's say we get into this this one and more more specifics maybe talk some favorites maybe talk uh Mm-hmm. just a little bit more of the character moments you know uh because where people have been talking about how this season has been a character piece i haven't i haven't quite felt that this one this episode what like this episode was a character piece i'll give you that like uh the way they analyzed Bo and the way they analyzed Din, both in this episode was really really compelling uh I absolutely adored it, and it, it kind of—their relationship kind of culminates for the season in one scene on that Mad Max Fury Road ship sort of thing that the the Mandalorian remnants have going on. Uh, a a straight-up actual pirate ship mm-hmm. in, in space is super dope. Um, not literally in space, but you know.
1: But, but they're, like, on the— I don't even want to think about how it works. You know, it's just like, they're just on the surface, just like scraping against it. Or are they like barely hovering? Is that the idea?
0: I think they hover, but there's some sort of anchor that keeps them like, it's like a skimmer almost. Like it like, okay, it barely goes yeah, into the yeah. ground and that's and what, that's they what gives the steer. them the, the steer. Yeah. Okay, I, I see.
1: Um, But no, this, this whole sequence, like when they get onto this boat, ship, I, I don't know what to really call it. Um, but this was my favorite part of the episode. Um, hmm. and what a lot of people I I would say would say is filler. You know, there's not a lot happening. People are just sitting down at a table talking, or Bo is looking out in the distance, and Din comes up and talks to her, or there's some wounded people wounded people in the armor is looking up. Like nothing is happening. They're just kind of traveling to the forge or i don't even i don't even know the forge yeah yeah.
0: well Um, they're kind of meandering at this point they don't know exactly where they're going but yeah
1: and so just super slow but like it shot so well you could tell that they like i don't know they they really thought about like how beautiful it was looking because man they they pulled back and just showed you the landscape a lot Mm. you know and so it was really good and, and just the actual dialogue here just seemed natural it wasn't expositiony it wasn't like all right we're doing this and we're on this mission and here's what we're going to do here's how we're going to do this it was just hey this is how i feel about you. i had to surrender i had to like do this to save all of you guys and i feel shitty for doing it or like den finally being like oh i basically like kind of love you but i i'm not going to say that right now but like I'll, <laughs> I'll follow you you know until i die or until you die um so no you get really big things that come out of it i feel like but it's just conversations it's just super slow um, stuff there so i guess i don't know if i had to choose one scene specifically out of it it would be whenever den goes up to Bo and they do have that conversation one-on-one um
0: but man and just... i think uh i think people might take the uh it being super slow out of out of context like it's uh it's not that it's super slow it's that the story slowed down and mm. actually gave us time to sit with our characters this is what this season has been sorely lacking yeah um the, these sorts of interactions, and there's a lot there's a lot of stuff in this episode that the season has been sorely lacking for my money and uh it that scene actually answered a question that I forgot we had, which was how did Gideon get the dark mm-hmm. Um
2: yeah.
0: so like like that that was that was kind of a big moment even then you know yeah, uh, kind of you. answer answering that question for us uh but the the line that Den delivers. Uh, became my favorite line of the episode. The uh, yeah. I only know of this blade what you taught me. It means nothing to me or my people, nor to station or bloodline. What means more to me is honor and loyalty and character. These are the reasons I serve you, Lady Kreeze. Your song is not yet written. I will serve you until it is.
1: I mean, if I was he wasn't like, speaking poetry to that woman, I don't know what he was doing. Like, <laughs> he, like, Man, like this, we ever heard him
0: say anything, even kind of like that.
1: But that's the thing, though. No, this season he kind of is. Our people are scattered across this. Like he's speaking very poetically, like this Mm. season. I don't know. Like every time he, I mean, short and sweet. I guess. Well, sometimes you just get the. You had me at battle. You know, black. I don't know some very simple lines. You're right, but like
0: Uh, that's not that's not necessarily what I mean. Like I, mm. I do think he is speaking poetically, and he has in the past. But being this vulnerable to a person, uh, I see. Um, yeah, yeah. To to say to to Bo Katan, I will serve you. You know, like unt, unt- your your song is not yet written, I will follow you because you are a good. You are good. You are worthy of that. You know, it's not because you are a crease. It's not because you hold the dark saber. I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> you are awesome. And I fucking love yeah. that dog. And I will follow you. You know, like, oh he hasn't God. even said that shit to the armorer, you know? And that's who he's been following his whole fucking life. Like, that's...
1: I mean, he realized... Right here, he that At the opening of the conversation, he's like, I thought that you were selfish this whole time. I thought that you were selfish in something else. You know, like, that's just what he was told. That's just what he believes. But now he's like, that's not true at all. And now he's I see. Like, now I... Yeah, so I I really like that that's starting to happen. You know, he's, he's seeing... What he was taught isn't necessarily true. Paz, and as wait. well. Um, whenever he, he sees Mandalorian, Paz is a
0: shot, bro. Whenever he gets to the, these are the reasons I serve you, and it, like, shows, o- it goes over Din's shoulder and shows Bo-Katan turn around and kind of, like, get this, like, she almost smiles but doesn't let herself smile. Like, yeah.
1: oh, bro, yeah.
0: Yeah. bro. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker. Especially given last episode, whenever she, whenever she did the same thing to him, you know, like this is whenever she said, Din took the creed and chose to walk the way, just as our ancestors did. He is every bit the Mandalorian they were. And then she looks back and smiles mm. at him and says, certainly as much as any of us, like the way they pay each other back and the way they are, com- like, we don't have folks in this show saying shit like that to each other, you know, like, mm. I know a lot of people are like, "Denbo ain't a thing." That's not a thing. Stop reading that. In. Who else is talking to each other like this, bro? No one.
1: Mm-mm. No one on screen yet. I have a theory. Maybe the armor in, in Moth. You know, <laughs> possibly, but that—that's just like that's very low, low chance. Um, but no, yeah, no. This Denbo, it's fully back on. Um. And I I feel like, I don't know if I want just Bo to keep like, keep succeeding and just keep going on her path and leading, but like, I want there to be a way where Din and Bo can lead together, but like, I really see, I don't know, I see the Mythosar being
0: something, doing, being something important. Whoever has that. I think it's wraps on Din even coming close to leading. I think it. I think that's done. I think this man is hand to the queen. I think this man is. I think this thin, man though. is.
1: That's the thing. The like it's always the people like Bo is put here. The armor is like yes, you are doing this. Like and for one, she's scheming. Maybe I don't know if she's true behind this, but like Bo has been put here, and like it's clear that she was the leader. But Din is like the the guy who doesn't want it. Who who would hate it, but who's actually pretty good at it. Whenever, like, the things that he says he's good with dealing with Ugnots. he's, mm-hmm. like, he knows how to communicate, you know, like, it's the the guy who doesn't want it, but who would actually be the best, you know, ruler, sort of, I don't know. Um, and that's the thing, I'm conflicted. I, I really want it to just, like, ideally them just get married, and they rule Mandalore, is just a yeah. kid, and then he grows up, takes the throne eventually, you know, like, that, that'd be a perfect world, that'd be amazing,
0: but, uh, there know. was a thread I sent you guys, I believe it was last night, that, or maybe a couple nights ago, I don't think I saved it, in the uh, mm. in the group chat, that was incredibly, incredibly uh, well put together, and I need to find it because I'm going to give her credit and everything. She did fantastic on this. Let me see if I, God, I hope I saved it or something. But it was about the parallels between Din and Bo and uh, Ray and Kylo which is uh which is an interesting dichotomy the way that Kylo and Bo are the the successors to a bloodline that that were that ran things the skywalkers and the creeses for the mandalorian and the jedi they've obviously been painting these parallels between the mandalorian and the jedi anyway with the cultures that they've got going on but uh, specifically regarding Bo and Ben Solo like uh they both fell to this darkness a little bit the way that she fell to the death wash at a young younger age, and he fell to the dark side and then mm. he comes back she she comes back into the light, she's almost inspired by this person who is nobody who's nothing who who doesn't have a place in this story, you know like but you you're important you're 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 nothing but not to mm-hmm. me, you know like uh mm-hmm. I was like that's that's hard, you know, uh God, I hope. I wish I would have saved it because I want to give her credit and I feel so bad that I uh, am mm. kind of stealing, stealing her work right now. But it was no. so well put.
2: Uh, yeah, and wasn't kind of the theory like more like – less so than like a romantic ship. It was more like a like a plot ship type thing. Like they, they kind of like yin and yang themselves into like different like plot kind of furtherance, if that makes sense a little bit. Um, yes. That, I read yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's really good. And it was talking about how... Was that the one that also talked about how, like, they might share the Darksaber as kind of like a... Yes. Like a one... Yeah. I I mean, I I was... Honestly, I was kind of waiting for it in this episode after reading it. Because, like, I felt like there was a couple moments where, like, it could have made sense. Like, before they got into the... I guess, spoiler heavy here. But, like, before they got into the area where, like, Din gets trapped out from the rest of, like, Bo and, like, the rest of the kind of group... Um, I thought there was a moment, like, where they were just kind of fighting the troopers themselves, like, there was a moment where, like, you could have seen, like, some, like, really cool fight dynamic where it's like, oh, Din pulls it out, like, uses it once or twice, kind of, like, tosses it over to Din and, like, you know, uses it, like, it felt like it could have worked there, but... I just really like that, like, they're straying away a little bit from, like, the symbolic nature. Like, I think Bo-Katan, like, that's where her story is headed this year is, like, she has grown so much in the season. And, like, you know, she's kind of changed her, her, I guess, belief in, like, the there is one true way of the Mandalore or that, like, the, the creed is not legit or anything like that and you know that that she feels like she has to have the dark saber to be able to lead. like i think the armor and like some of the stuff that's happened in her story has kind of led her to stray away from that type of like total belief in that so i think that could make total like a, a lot of sense and really do a lot in the story but ultimately like i just think like this episode felt so amazing like the balance of suspense action like i saw a tweet about it there's like this felt like most like, if you think about your, your, I guess what I'll say for a lack of a better term, like, prime Mandalorian viewing, like, you know, like, what that feels like when you're, you, you, you are totally, like, in this, like, man, this feels like Mandalorian. Not just, like like, yeah. this doesn't feel like Star Wars, this doesn't feel, like, this feels, like, Mandalorian specific. This episode touched on a lot of those things, and man just like good stuff all around like i said the suspense like there was there was moments with like extreme like heart and emotion there was moments with the action the suspense the like yep. you know grogu no had really some very the dark saber though grogu... and like... we me and my roommate we watched it this morning and we talked about this was like maybe like she doesn't want to pull it out because she doesn't want like but she's Whether clean with it. Give...
0: that's the thing buying that you know,
2: life, i know but i part of me clean, wondered if maybe she didn't want like Moth Gideon or anybody to know that like she was the one who had it in that moment. Like Mm -hmm. she was kind of trying to hold her cards closer to the vest than like the other. But man, there was just some good stuff that happened in this episode. And like I don't know, like I'm kinda like I don't know. Like the trope of like in Star Wars, like someone being captured and separated like by the Empire Mm -hmm. or whatever. It's just a trope that like I just don't find myself getting sick of. Like no. D- Din Djarin getting separated felt a lot like when Rey got mm-hmm. separated and captured in uh is that Force Awakens or is that the is that the second sequel? Is that You talking Jedi. to the
0: last Jedi whenever she voluntarily goes there and then gets held up by Snoke and stuff?
2: Yeah, I think so. What's the one where, like, then they, like, they're going to rescue Ray and then there's, like, Ray just happens to, like, bump into them? Is that... That's Force Maybe Awakens. The, that's right? Force Chewie?
0: Awakens. Yeah, because she's across the... She's across Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Like, climbing and stuff? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like,
2: yeah. I, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. Like, you I'm know, not saying Ben like, is going he to escape. But, 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 like...
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, like, this is what it kind of, like... That whole, like, just came into my head today. I'm like, man, this is a trope that, like, I just don't get sick of. Like...
1: Basically, like Grogu's scared though. I mean, Colton oh, made up a good point that he could like just force choke. You know, see if he would actually do that. You know, he's so mad and so scared for Din that he just like force chokes and kills Gideon right then and there. Um, would be nuts. Um, but right, you know, my, he's... Obsess- my
0: obsessive searching has paid off, and I want to give her credit before mm. uh, before I forget. Girls with <laughs> sabers, uh, great okay. great Twitter follow. Just a wonderful thread on the Dinbo and uh, Raylo parallels and it's uh really strong really strong but yeah it's a good thread no nah,
1: denbo's back on though i guess all, all the talk i i had bo katan as my character for this episode a lot but the more i'm actually talking about it i think finally we just got something with den like bo's story has been st- been kind of strong the whole time but like mm. den actually gave us a lot of character like a lot into his his like his mind this episode (laughs) um he did not like grogu getting in ig12 like he was not about that he's like that was young yeah too young yeah i don't don't like this great
2: moment Um, which like kind of like i don't want to say gets lost in translation but like where the episode ended it was like holy shit we are so far away from what that ended up right like holy shit um no nah dude um yeah, that was hilarious. It felt like, have you ever seen the TikToks the or, like, the, the videos of the dog that, like, the dogs that have, like, the buttons that they can, like, press with the paws? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that is exactly what it this felt like a, to me. Not to compare Grogu perfect. to a dog, but it was no. awesome. I love that. No, it's, that. He has it's a perfect, perfect
0: way but he, he does have the works. communicative yeah. skills of a dog at this point, you know? Yeah. like it's
1: Yeah, it's a perfect way to not give him full sentences yet, but allow him to communicate a little bit um like he he
0: understands what people are saying he just can't speak yet
1: yeah and i think well that's the thing i think if you gave him a robot that i bet they could make something that he could like type you know i feel like Mm -hmm. he could do that now no problem like i think he is he is smart enough fully it's just he literally is so young that his vocal cords just aren't there yet and he can't talk like i think his his brain is like wise as fuck already you know Mm -hmm. One thing
2: I really liked in this episode was, like, you really felt like, I don't know, it's not to say that Din wasn't ever willing or or capable of, like, making a type, like, sacrifice, you know? But this episode, it felt like he was the most at, like, I guess, like, he was the most, like, at turn, like, he had come to terms with the fact that if he made that sacrifice, he would be okay with it. And, like, I feel like that growth kind of comes from, like, the redeeming and, like, the fight, like, also along with, like, the Bo-Katan, like, kind of bringing all of the Mandalorian together, like, he feels like he is, like, him along with the group have made a concerted effort to, like, kind of accomplish some of the things that he's been looking after and chasing since, like, the beginning of the whole series, um. you know, and I, I just felt like that was really refreshing, is, like, he... It felt like from the moment that he, like, committed to being on, like, the, what did they call it, like, the scout team or or whatever they called it, like, that went down first, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, it almost felt like he knew he was committing to something that was a potential risk, and I know they didn't expect to run into the Empire like that, however, that being said, like, it just felt like when he was out there, separated from everyone, like... He was at terms with the fact that, like, hey, if I get captured, like, I I am... I, like, I'm not going to go out, like, necessarily... Like, I'm not going to go out, like, you know, like just, like, easy no, or gonna, anything. But, sure. but it felt like he was at terms with, like, this is, like, you know... It felt like this was the most... Uh, since he gave Grogu to Luke Skywalker, this felt like the most he had trusted, like... Grogu being away from him and also just, mm-hmm. like, him, you know for the greater good for the lack of a better term like he uh, this it felt like a big moment you know what i mean and like that's kind of why this episode just was great man like i said like i just can't believe they've saved they banked all this up and it just kind of makes these emotional like pieces here in this episode hit that much harder is like we've kind of been without it for most of the season so now it's like oh man like
0: they really yeah, were honey they were honey really, dicking us. They were honey, really dicking, us. Hard, they were honey right. dicking us. Yeah, exactly. No, because uh the like like you say at the end, there's also something interesting about that scene where he gets trapped on that side of the door with two or three other Mandalorians who die immediately. Um does Gideon expressly want Din alive for some if reason? He, It feels like it's got to
2: be a bargaining chip. Like, he knows, like, they're going to fight to get him back. It feels like a a bargaining chip. Like, he'll probably run back into Grogu. Because he mentioned Pershing's work. You know, he mentioned that and how it was basically gone earlier when he was meeting with all the people. Right. That makes me wonder if he's, like, anticipating, like, if we get Din, like, maybe Grogu and, like, the rest of them will bump in. Like, they will fight for him and then he can potentially have an inroad to getting them back. Getting Grogu back or or whatever it is, I don't I don't really know yeah. for sure.
1: Maybe he needs Grogu still, and
2: he mm-hmm. because like it feels less so in. it feels less so like season one it was very clear like he wanted Grogu for the purpose of like the the study and the and the research and what he was trying to build you know in that regard. This feels more like oh I'm going to capture Mandalore and like we are going to use all of the resources of Mandalore to like further the the goals and ambitions of the Empire.
0: Hmm. Less so with like
2: Grogu. But it feels like you don't just abandon that either. Like if you're Moth like it's like no, it feels like Gideon that's a part of what you it is
0: doing. Says in the Shadow Council, like, uh, you know his his work is lost for mm. now.
1: Yeah, let's talk about this Shadow Council.
0: That is my favorite scene from the from yeah. like the opening. Whenever it's Elliot Kane in the alley again with the fucking Blade Runner vibes out the goddamn oh, yeah. ass, like, mm.
1: dude. Yeah, what?
0: It's so yeah. It was it
1: was so sick, and the lights. Like, oh, just the, the lights of Coruscant reflecting mm. off of her, too. Oh, man, the yeah, it was Wonder so
0: good. Fucking droid. Mm. Oh, how the... long has it been since we've seen one of those? On waddle waddle and the noise, too. Yeah, waddle oh, so good. Yeah. Like,
2: dude, like, I fucking it? love the underground, like, the underroads of gr- like Coruscant. Like, that is something that we've only seen a handful of times in, in Star Wars. But every time I get it, I'm just like... Like, just chef's kiss. Like, it just fucking works. Like, fuck the temple aspects of... Mm. Fuck the temple aspects of of Coruscant. Give me the undergrounds of Coruscant. The seedy-ass parts. Like, the shit Mm. that just, like, has a little grunge about it. That shit hits different, man. Ever since Clone Wars... Ever since Clone Wars, when we got that with uh, Ahsoka and... I can't... Forgive me. I'm... You guys know how terrible I am with the names, but
0: Trace and Rafa?
2: Yes. Uh, ever since that, like I have been absolutely like all in on it. I'm like, give me anything we can get down there. Like that shit oh, is please. just so fun because it feels like you're so close to order. You're so close to like where like such distinguished and 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 political slash like yeah, you know, like I said, order type stuff happens. That like when we get that, it just is like, man, this lives this uh, close. This is this. The further you go down,
1: the oh, door, the that idiot that idiot gets, yeah. The further you go down. Oh man, love that shit. Love that. You get
0: to a and... certain level, and Luther Rael's just waiting on the opposite side of a door, going, "What do everything? I sacrifice? Yeah,
1: everything. Yeah. everything. Every, every time the door opens, he just monologues <laughs> to whoever pops. There up. was
2: there was something that I wanted to touch on because I've been waiting for this to happen in, in live action Star Wars, and I'm just beginning to think that maybe I just have a really poor understanding of the timelines and how they overlap, or, right. or of maybe the value of this character, um, but, uh, one moment, um, when we saw the pirate ship on Mandalore, and, and it was ultimately revealed that it was man, Mandalorians and stuff, and like, felt like they had a deep connection to the royal kind of family and Bo-Katan and stuff. Um, um but what is his name yes um sorry i was looking it up i forget his name you know how bad um i am (laughs) waiting to get hondo onaka in live series star wars is that ever gonna happen now i know that it may not have made sense with what we got like clearly that was not where we were going with this but like i am just
0: waiting I'm not gonna lie to you. I saw a fucking pirate ship, and my first thought was like, "Is this how we're gonna get introduced to Hondo Onaka for some fucking that, reason?" That, that, thank uh, you. Just that been was what I was Mandalore. at. Yeah, it's just been Hondo no. Yeah, and Mandalore. I was like, well, because I mean, has this season given you any indication that we'd be getting serious anytime soon? Uh, so, like, yeah, I no, thought, no, I like, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, maybe they get here, and Hondo's like, friends, you know, and he he gets all, "What's up, everybody?" You know, like, yeah. and it's like, oh, okay, here we go. Um, no, I was very, I'm much more satisfied with the way they went. Yeah, no,
2: like, I'm not saying I wish it was substituted. I'm just saying that was my first, like, inkling. I was like, oh man, is this like me and Joe actually,
0: me and Joe just actually talked about this the other day. Uh, and Ahsoka seems more feasible than anything else for me because of the way he comes into rebels and helps Ezra at the end of the show. And kind of, I could see him aiding and trying to find Ezra in some capacity. Uh, Dude, so, it just
2: feels like that's a character that would translate to live action so seamlessly. Like, they showed a couple it, it of happened. species
0: so far,
1: you know, in in, in here. So like they're
2: it the just species felt, and, is
1: shown, but not Also,
2: like I like I hate to say, but like being owned and operated by Disney, like you just feel like the fact that he's included in like smugglers Run at Disney parks and stuff that like you've yeah. gotta feel like they're gonna pander to that.
0: At some point, it's got to happen. There is no live action version of Hondo Onaka, but the version at Disney theme parks is so fucking seamless. Like, it looks so good. And it's like, how on earth are you not putting that on screen? It looks incredible. You know, like, uh, so, I guess they're just looking for the right time to actually incorporate it into a story, which I can appreciate. Because uh, this show, yeah, I, not I have don't been I, no, no, I don't want him to force it. Like I said,
2: like I this, in hindsight, with what we got, this was not the time. But that was my first thought, and then it made me really go on a train of thought of like, how the fuck is this not happened yet? Like, right, right. dude, as much as he was active in the Clone Wars, like it felt like like I, again, this is not correct. But it felt like once a season, you were good for one like little mini like arc for Hondo onaka in there somewhere. Like he was At integrated minimum. somewhere, like. I just don't understand how it hasn't happened. But again, this wasn't the moment. But like that was my first thought. Was I was like, "Wow, this is a piratey ass looking ship. It's gotta be."
0: But I mean. Yeah. No.
1: Crazy theory. Hondo, Naka's coming out on the Mythosaur
0: at the finale at the very end. <laughs> like down there well, and then it. that fucking giant creature, I thought that was going to be the Mythosaur. Uh, yeah, yep. That yep. was it. Yeah, I think everyone was kind of
1: thinking that. We're like, oh, yeah. it's happening. It's you said happening. it was just a giant-ass Pokemon. Dude, with, it was fucking...
0: It things hard. Yeah. Giant just, I'm going to smack my tail. Bam! Goodbye, ship. Um, Yo, and the yeah. way Axe and uh, Paz grab Grogu and fly what? out of there. Oh, weird. dude. Hey, what?
2: low key hey, words that is my favorite character from this episode. I'll, okay. I'll at, do least respect. So much, at least some. Yeah, that's nice. Like, all okay, due respect. Good. Hey, there was some good story arcs. There were some things that happened that probably warrant someone else, but dude, the shit he was doing this episode, he hey, As far as just like from a Not from real, a man. from a troop slash like like getting shit done standpoint. That man Paz Vizla was laying it on the line and hey. Somebody's gotta pay the respects. That man did that no. shit this episode. Oh yeah.
1: No, he he uh, had my favorite no. shot of the episode. This is the way. Um and I don't know which is my favorite shot. It's whenever he's dying, uh, with the, the guards that came out. I don't know. Pope, the uh yeah. How, is, how, is it
2: Praetorian? Praetorian,
1: praetorian?
0: Yeah. praetorian. praetorian. how about praetorian? all the fucking oh, you know I'm hyped. You know, I'm hype. The sequel trilogy lover in me was just like, oh my god. I yeah, mean, hey, hey. We, we
2: needed see. to get, we need to get, we need to bring Till into this discussion just for a moment, just to hear him fucking try to, yeah, because I remember people shit. were like,
1: oh, these guys just got shit on, and like, oh, whatever, we never get to see him, like, do good. But like, now we get to see what they, what they can just do against a, I mean, a, a pretty high, pretty badass, badass pretty Mandalorian. Too. They came in there and just and they they were walking out the room before he even hit the floor before the dude even fell over and actually hit the floor to die they were already <laughs>
0: walking out the room and facing away like it it was like they were cold they what were was interesting too about that scene is that it's like surprisingly gruesome um yeah. he the way he grabs yeah. uh-huh. the ribs and then hold him up and they do the brawn Versus, Game of dude it was the, yes, it was literally just the, like Game of Thrones. The shoulder, oh my god! Yeah, I was like, that's that's gruesome. But uh I love, I loved it. It was a great scene. R.I.P. My dude Vizla because he, man, they pulled they pulled the tech on this season. You know, like they they built him up all of a sudden. All of a sudden, he was an important character. He's got a son. What the fuck's gonna happen to Ragnar, bro?
2: Uh, and it, and it really felt like it really felt like he was ugh, man like in hindsight after what happened to Tech it feels like obvious he was going to go but it right. just sucked that he was doing he was the apex of like just getting the job done True. for that group and now he's gone man it and it it's also funny. felt like he would like if you look at the beginning of the season like, up until Ragnar got saved, like, he kind of seemed like he was, like, wishy-washy on the whole, like, integration of these different Mandalorians and stuff. Yeah. And, like, to see him go out like that, like, it, it seemed very earned and, like, rewarding to him. But that being said, uh, it just sucks to see him go, man. He was really doing that shit. Dude, and I kept telling him, I kept telling him, hey, because the Star Wars, the OG Star Wars Battlefront in me, the Star Wars Battlefront 2 on my PlayStation 2 slash PSP was really screaming, bro, your gun is going to overheat, it's going to overheat, let it eat, like chill off for one minute and then overheat and it it was like, hey, hey, no cap he was really letting that thing go he was he was laying it all out there hey well and that also
0: that also served to show just how fucking cold the praetorian guards were yeah, yeah. because this yeah. dude 1v what 9 or 10 a bunch of people like in Mescar armor
2: maybe like yeah, yeah. They, bro, they didn't maybe even like gang him. up on dude for real like they were kind of like letting him like fight one-on-one like lightly, like like they would jump in like uh, you know like it felt like it was already over when like the three of them kind of jumped in together and the music was, there too oh like
1: it just like got like the chorus or like the choir like just like oh I'll just like hauling in the background like while the well, they and just it's walk like the out all batteries like like oh.
0: an oral version of it. Oh, like...
1: oh.
0: Yeah, it's I mean the, it it was it was too good. Um... Dude, uh but speaking of the sequel trilogy connections, I want to bring it back to my hmm. favorite scene of the episode. Uh the Shadow Council. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Shadow Council was dope. It was a great reintroduction to Moff Gideon for the season. Um, much I, much sorry
2: i was just sorry. gonna say much much better than like what we like there were talks and like i think i can't remember if we talked about it or it was just kind of a narrative on twitter but it was like if it's just kind of like a oh moff gideon is back he is rescued or whatever like you know what i mean just like out of the blue like that would feel kind of shitty almost like I, um, I, I can't remember. It was like earlier in the season, like two episodes you know, ago, yeah. I feel no, like there I was, was a narrative there. flying around where it was like it was like I just hope it's not like the like oh he's back just out of nowhere, like, like
0: yeah,
2: you know at like, least like, they out. like here he fact. is.
0: Yeah, at least they alluded to the fact that he broke out at some point. Like that's Yeah,
2: and, and also like the fact that he kind of like was he's been working in the sh- like uh for lack of a better term, he going to sound corny slash punny or whatever, but, like, he's been working they, in the shadows. man has been, like, doing the work in the dark, like, hard. trying to... Yeah, no. Uh, this well, has been... Uh, that was really good. I, I just wanted to say that, because, like, originally there were talks of, like, well, if it's just, like, the type of, like, suddenly Palpatine has returned. And I know there's controversy about that, but, like, if it was that kind of reveal, like, it seemed like people were really not going to be fucking with that. I don't... I, I find it hard to believe, like, somebody's going to be, like upset with the integration of Moff Gideon into the story,
0: like, after the I end am of... much more okay with it because of the Shadow Council scene. If it was just the hologram that he spoke to Elia Kane on, I'd have been like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, yeah. But because they gave us so much in that Shadow Council, it was like, okay, cool. Okay, okay, dope. No. Uh, because in that scene... Uh, so much is done to explain the state of the empire post mm. the fall of it. Man. It, this justifies the saving of Gideon. It's not a bunch of separate warlords. They are working together in secret. Like, that's something we didn't necessarily know. It might have been something. Hey. Did, but, like, the fact that they are all working together, we, we get mention of Thrawn via, <laughs> as a book reader, uh, Captain Pelion showing up was fucking nuts for me. I was like, fuck, yes. I I goddamn love this guy. Uh, a Huge character in the Heir to the Empire trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then for him to be like, Commander Hux. I was like, yo, wait a minute. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah Commander Hux. Me, um,
1: in the background, I'm so distracted by all the Thrawn and other details are going on. I'm like, what? doesn't look like Hux at all, so and then I'm trying to think of everything, I'm like, wait a minute, how does this guy get younger? You know, this guy looks way older, like, right, right. now, and it just, for some reason, did not hit me that this is just his dad. Yeah. Um, this and, is dad. I, yeah, so
2: I was trying to figure out, like,
1: okay, yeah, Thrones. you know, actually still we're out in there the- missing So, in
2: other aid. words, in the way First way. Order, the First Order was full of nepotism, because, yeah, they were just force-feeding my boy. No nah, um, Mm-hmm. Well, that shit and- felt extremely like winter soldier what was the council call, whatever where like they had all the holograms speaking with like nick fury and shit that shit that is exactly what i was thinking i was like damn mm, right crazy i guess it was in avengers the og avengers too i guess it wasn't just winter soldier but it felt like the crooked and and uh the uh corruption was most
0: prominent mm. in the winter soldier but no for sure for sure no, but just that that whole scene was fucking electric for me. I absolutely I absolutely adored it. Uh the the implication that the way they're gonna rework the Air to the Empire story to make it work with the new canon. The way they're framing Gideon versus Thrawn a little bit, which is really, really cool. Yeah,
2: there's definitely some like tension there like Gideon is not fucking with that dude for real
1: but where's he at I think it's time for some hey hey, I can't wait for
2: the reveal of like Thrawn's back and then it's like Gideon's like Thrawn is gonna wipe Gideon
1: off the map
0: Gideon is the big big bad right now for this era the reintroduction (laughs) of Thrawn is him killing him yeah guarantee it uh 100 is
2: there any chance we get are they gonna bank thron for the ahsoka series entirely or is there any probably. chance that the? i, I, I know we, we probably would have no, worked around to this yet. but like this discussion but is there any chance not that we yet, see him right
1: next episode no way
2: i was trying to think i was dude to i don't know no man yet. i'm just saying it feels like there's a lot of smoke on the water here. Like Gideon's, like he ain't around here, and then it's gonna be the like they're building oh, him was? up. I heard you were they're, talking they're shit. Building him
0: up. It's I heard about, you was talking
2: shit. I don't know, like, but it's
0: all about the secrecy
1: high. of his return. And you really think does he make Gideon his example? I mean, that's the I, way he does come back. Is if it, Gideon it, is his example, and he's like, I am back.
0: Like, I don't know. You know uh, my my, if he is to show up. I think it's a we're going to get this whole thing at the end of this at the end of this season, because next episode, it seems to imply there's going to be a battle. Um, I, for one, think Axe Wolves is the spy. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to get reinforcements. I think he's leaving and he's just not going to get help. The Mandalorians are going to be fucked. Um, Fuck that dude. If but that's what happens. R5 is going to reach out to Carson Teva. And he mm-hmm. is going to be like, yo, the Mandalorians need help on Mandalore. The Empire is here. Carson Tiva is going to pull up with a whole squad of New Republic fighters. We're going to be like, thank fucking God. Yes, the day is saved. And then out of hyperspace, boom, the Chimera, Thrawn's ship, and everyone's fucked. The reason his secrecy will be maintained is because no one makes it out of there alive with the New Republic. Um,
1: you think they all die?
0: I don't think all the Mandalorians die, but all the New Republic guys die. Dude, I'm just saying there was a lot of shit talking for it
2: to not maybe get like to say that there is no chance it gets cashed in this next episode. Like
0: that's a lot of shit talking. That's my thing is that like the idea of Gideon talking all that shit and then for him to just show up in and th- and Ahsoka would be, like, fine. I wouldn't yeah, mind it, but then yeah, it would no, almost feel like the shit-talking was pointless. Thank you.
2: That's what yeah. I'm saying because, like, dude,
0: hey, let's be real here.
2: Disney slash Star Wars slash Lucasfilm slash whatever, they know what they're doing, bro. Like, the Ahsoka trailer coming out with Thrawn, like, Thrawn, like, in the trailer prominently, like, it, that just seems out of the cards for them to, like, just reveal him, like, out of nowhere first time, like, in that. Which, again, I get that sounds dumb because Gideon was revealed basically straight up in Mandalorian Season 1. But that was also the onset of all of this shit. Mm. Like, there wasn't really a point to, like, integrate him otherwise. This feels like... This is their chance to do the, like... You know, again, people probably get tired of me, like, paralleling MCU and shit. But, like, this feels like that, like, world-building moment where, like, they, like, truly set the tone with, like... Let
0: me ask you, Joe... What's the secret? I guess. Gideon... What's the thing? Pedro Pascal was like, Oh, we're keeping it under wraps this season. Cause I'll tell you what. I guess it could have been Keller and Beck, but was like that like going to be like a, Oh, fuck yeah. Keller back." Beck. No, no. I love Ahmed best, but that wasn't the thing. Yeah. It, it, that, that was even a niche. Like Gideon that was for says, like a small he says,
1: group. I'm, I'm the mass. I hear whispers across the galaxy and I haven't even heard a peep. Of Thrawn. Like, and there... That should speak to Thrawn, not... No, I know, I know, I know, I know. know, But, like, this... Who's the guy that's speaking on Thrawn's behalf right here? Captain Pellian, his right-hand man. And is he in direct contact with Thrawn, actually? Or is it, like, are they putting up a front so that they can just keep getting the resources because of the Thrawn name? Because he could will be gone. They don't even know where the fuck Thrawn is. And Thrawn's just doing all this shit on his own, and then he comes back, you know, in Ahsoka. I don't know. Because, like, that's why I'm, I'm thinking is that maybe they don't even know where Thrawn is, and they're not in correspondence with him. And they're just like, well, yeah, when he returns, he's going to dominate everybody because he's Thrawn and he's probably building an army. But until then, let's just say that we're in, you know, contact with him so that we can keep— pulling all these resources because that's what Gideon says he's like you guys got to share because they're getting a majority of all their resources right
0: well what's cool about the implication about them getting all the resources too is that it makes it very clear since Hux is such a important part of the First Order Mm -hmm. Thrawn is a founding member of the First Order yeah which is not the case in like legends and stuff because first order didn't exist or anything you know like it's uh i guess if he's not a founding member he at least sets that in motion like Mm -hmm. uh yeah imperial remnants will eventually form into the first order it's not like it's a completely new set of people it is it was imperials who became the first order it's you know like it's it's not some far-fetched thing to think of but like
1: and it was interesting that they he said gideon said to hux um cloning's your area." That's what you do. You're obs- you're the one of project obsessed with cloning.
0: Project necromancer. Yeah. That shit sounds menacing. That's Palpatine. As fuck for that's, real. That's just bring yes, Palpatine, Palpatine back, bringing bringing the the dead yeah. back to life. Because he says it's
1: time for new leadership. And after project, like I don't know, it was like they were talking about project project necromancer, and then they're like, I think it's actually time for new leadership. Like they or was it talking about new leadership, and then they then they went into. New, the necromancer stuff. It was all
0: kind of a part of it. Um, okay. Because, because of the, the resources being sent to Hux for project necromancer and all the stuff with Thrawn, they kind of imply that Thrawn is the reason the shadow council exists and that he is their leader because, Hmm. because him proposing, I think it's time for new leadership is like Thrawn needs to be gone. I need to be him, you know, like, uh, okay. And I think because of that threat, it's all the more reason for him to show up at the end of this season and do away with Moff Gideon. You know what I'm saying? Um, just the, like I don't know how. It doesn't feel like it's
1: this show, like that. I, I I want it to be more of a Din and Bo moment. I want I I don't. What I'm talking about could take three minutes. This is true. He could just come in and just absolutely. Fuck everyone! It instantly. could be
0: it could be the very end of the season after Bo and Din have been have oh. done all their shit. You know, like it could be the last huh, thing huh. of the season. Okay, um, it okay. could be teasing a. Oh my
1: god, that's another fucking layer that we haven't even thought of. We've been thinking about who are the spies for Gideon, who's Thrawn spies that are in Ooh. here. Right now? Are anyone? Wor- is anyone working for Thrawn right now? I like that. I like The armorer, way. more with Gideon. They got the spikes on their helmets there. Okay, I, I... I, She made a deal with Gideon. And I don't know if she's about it now. Maybe she's actually believing Bo-Katan. I'm not sure. But her and Gideon had something. But maybe Axe is actually in with Thrawn. And he's like, mm. yo, see you later. I'll get reinforcements. Uh, I'm not going to be here when Thrawn comes in and absolutely hoops on everybody. You know? Mm. Uh, okay.
0: I didn't think... Well, because oh, there's right. also this looming threat now, you know, whenever Gideon goes, the Mandalorians and everyone's like, oh, oh shit. OK, you'll have Wait what a you fucking need. minute. Yeah. Like, OK, you got it. Um, yeah. Like what? Like it feels like there is just all the reason in the world for him to finally return. And don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'll be perfectly okay if he doesn't. It just feels like oh it just feels like veiled open, just like we're teasing the next thing if he doesn't show up, which is okay. It's just not preferred. Like I I would I would de- absolutely prefer for Thrawn to show up at the end of the season. However, there is this thing Gideon says whenever he has Den tied up that kind of I, I like I like theorizing on it for what it could mean for Ahsoka, where he says, everyone has something to provide. The Cloners, the Jedi, even the Mandalorians. And I'm going to take the best of all of them and make and use them to propel the Empire. The Cloners. You got Dr. Pershing and whoever the fuck else. The, the Mandalorians. Axe, potentially Axe Wolves. Potentially the Armorer. He's holding on to Din for some reason. Who knows what the fuck. Uh, Jedi. Could that be the Jedi who were teased in Ahsoka? Balin and Shin. You know, could it be that those people actually work for Gideon, and that and is where we creation. get the power struggle? Is Gideon versus Thrawn is happening during Ahsoka, and Ahsoka is kind of cleaning up their messes? You know, okay, trying you know, to so
1: these the Balin and Shin could be like you're like they have all the best DNA of everything. They have the force sensitivity. Right. They have like. The lifespan of Grogu, they ha- I don't know, like they could have the best of the best. I didn't even think it, yeah, that's, oh, dude. Okay, I, I, see- I could see maybe, th- I-, I was really against Throne coming back at first. I'm like, no, no way. I- I'm not, I don't want to be all in, um, or anything, but I-, I could, I actually could see it, it being at the very, very end, if anything. It-, it is the very end, and he has to come in and kill Gideon. That's like, right. Really the only way
0: I would, I would like it. But, that's the only way I would like it. I sure as shit wouldn't want him to show up and dominate the episode. That's not something I'm interested in.
1: Mm. Oh man. Yeah, because my mind was was thinking of this Gideon and, and who's who's spying, you know. Is it just Axe or is it who's the, the girl that follows Axe? Like her his uh, Costca. Yeah, Cosca. Could it be her? Because she went on the mission down down there too, but no, she's still there. Right. She didn't like dip out or anything. But I guess there there's, an like, a base there. Like, there is an empire, and, like, there's a base down there. Who knows how long it's been there, but they got TIE Fighters. They got a lot of shit down there. It's been there for quite some time. That implies it's been there
2: a while, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's, it's been there for a while. And, like, so it, just because they didn't get away, you know, maybe Axe is truly, like, true with his intentions. And he is getting everyone else. Um, And then... I don't know, like, it's someone else just sneaks in, into a part of the base, like, the Empire. I don't know, because they, they know, I guess, everything down there. And the implication of the armorer now being with Boff Gideon is a perfect explanation of how, like, she has access to the Living Waters, if they need that, to forge Beskar. Which, this episode, more put, like, the nail in the coffin for me. is like, Gideon, he's on Mandalore, forging all of that Beskar armor and all that stuff. They need the Living Waters. Like, all of Beskar forging was done on Mandalore for a reason. And like, I don't Mm -hmm. think it, I think it has to be done with the living waters. Um, it has like, that's the start of the process. And that's like, I don't know. Um, a reason why the armor has always just had access to that. She's been going back and forth. You know, she (laughs) knew Mandalore wasn't poisoned this whole time, but keeping her people away from it, telling them lie, you know, like in the perfect position. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if she's fully in or not. like, but I don't know the, like I don't know if it is that obvious, but, like the spikes on her helmet, Gideon comes out with mall spikes on his like she says that she went to the moon of Concordia, and that's where she survived. That's where Death Watch went um forever, and really, like she, yeah. and she's and she said that like nah, they all broke apart they're they're gone, whatever that's but, a like,
0: non answer. Yeah. You know, like he asks, are you Death Watch? And she goes, Death Watch broke apart because of all the warring factions. I'm sorry, that doesn't answer my question. Yeah, the, you the, know, when you
1: go back and watch the armor, she's a lot more interesting now. Does she know the mythos is down there or not? If she does, that adds a very interesting twist onto the story.
0: Well, that would lend to the idea that maybe she's starting to believe in Bo-Katan for my money, is that Mm -hmm. I don't think she would know that it's down there. And that new information makes her question what she might have been doing. I would like that. I would like that, too. I would like that, that too. However, like again, like I'm still not even 100% on board with the idea of the armorer being— the spy i would like it and i think there is a lot of evidence pointing in that direction but i think there's plenty that points in that makes her seem fine you know for one at the beginning of the episode gideon getting reported to by elia kane he has no idea that the mandalorian factions are coming together there's no reason for him there's no reason for the armorer to have reported that to him you know what i'm saying like so oh, it's not wait. like the armorer can be leading them there to trap them because he never even she never even told Gideon that that was a thing. You know, uh, Gideon didn't know that was a happening. There's also the fact that she is taking wounded men back up to the fleet. She directly contacts the ship commander, asks for boarding privileges to leave.
1: Like, because how else is she going to leave?
0: I, I must go back
1: and take a ship by myself. Oh, she, why? She why? come at Why? why why leave but the,
0: why'd she volunteer for the mission to
1: make herself not suspect i will go too oh but now that these wounded men they need someone to take them back i will be the brave one to do it do it while i can go and be safe away and report back to gideon and
0: fair what about the 60 mandalorians they left behind that's why
1: the bl- like it's not just if you walk the way, you got to be blood as well. Um the the the, uh, the armorer is a racist cult leader already like I, I it's not it's not far a far stretch to to think that she she's a hardcore purist. Um mm. like some of the other mandos here, Axe, uh, you know, is another one who did mention blood uh mm. whenever he's talking about Din not having a drop of a Mandalorian drop of blood of Mandalorian in his veins. blood in his veins. Um, And the and I I see the armorer Thinking that way too. And it's very convenient that she has Bo Katan take her helmet off after she is uh what's redeemed. their word? Redeemed. Yeah. After she's redeemed, she is blood. She is she has the dark saber. Um and she's, you know, hasn't taken her helmet off, but now she has her taken up she has her take her helmet off, so now oh nope, you don't walk the way. Now I can we can kill you because, you know, you mm. didn't follow our rules. Um sort of thing. But I would really like if she is being conflicted now. That if she, if the Mythosaur was not known to be down there, I, I really would like it to go that way. But it is really interesting if they do know that it's down there. Like mm. that that opens up a whole crazy web tale. But that's the thing that we finally have that now. Like we have. I don't know. It could go that way. It could go so many different ways. We could have Thrawn at the end of this. We could have another Jedi come in. I really hope they don't do that again. But like, um, like that Luke just comes back. Like mm-hmm. Grok calls Luke or calls Ahsoka
0: or I calls. I think the e- most you know? reliable option is R five calling the New Republic. They've already really shown like They've already shown precedent for that. Uh, the- but like,
1: if he does call them. Does Zeb and Hera and like does does that squad do they come are are they Zeb's there? So like is he the only one of that crew that's there is Hera and Chopper? It would
0: probably it would probably just be a Delphi squadron. The the one that Carson Teva runs with because that's where Zeb is. There were all sorts of fighter pilots there. Like I'm assuming it would just be a Delphi squadron. And that's I guess because he wouldn't have the support
1: of like Okay, because he would probably have to be doing it on his own. Yeah, yeah exactly. he would have to be doing it on his own. So it's not it's not like he's going to get because Mandalore a bunch of isn't
0: a member yeah. world, etc. Et okay, wow. And now then, yeah. that like I could see Zeb going Hera, we've got a thing that I think you would really be interested because like I think Hera's like you know any chance I get to fight the fucking Empire, I'm fucking mm-hmm. there. You know, like that. There are certain people within the New Republic that I think would be 100 percent down if they knew this was happening. Um But that's that's the thing, is that, like, how much time do they have to contact people and be like, yo, we got sorry, we got to go. We got to get there. Um, Mm. Like, I think they just fucking go. Um, I think R5 calling the New Republic is the most reliable option Mm -hmm. for a battle to come because they do have their fleet, you know, but they don't have the whole fleet um they only have they only have so much of it if i remember correctly oh wait no i think all of them came they just had they had their entire fleet in order just didn't all do the uh they didn't all, all do the in inspection they thing
1: all left navarro
0: um, yeah that's right that's right so there's a lot of possibilities for this finale man and it's uh it's extremely exciting because dude i uh i haven't you know after episode 6 was when I was like, okay, yeah, let's fucking get it. At the end of episode five, even I was like, okay, we're getting there. Let's go. Now I feel as excited as I did every week for the last couple seasons. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh and I say that I've done my very best to stay up till two AM every Wednesday. You know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Even even if this season hasn't been the strongest, there's something about it that keeps that keeps me keeps me to the point where i'm not gonna be like oh, i can watch it another day no mm. i'm gonna watch it as soon as i fucking can mm. uh dude so- and that was me so last night i was close to being awake for it
2: and i was like do i want to or do i not and i started watching something else to buy the time because i had like probably 45 minutes until I fucking fall asleep but dude there's something that i also like about watching it like first thing i wake up like that is yeah. just like appointment television like I'm waking up and that is what I watch to start my day because it's like the 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 hope and like the the emotion that gets packed in there it's like damn man yeah. like I'm gonna, I'm going to bring up a quote from from Jim Valvano a uh, longtime college basketball coach the Jimmy V Foundation if you've ever watched ESPN as a kid if you knew about that he said you know like if you if you every day if you if you laugh you cry and I think it's if you, uh, if you smile or it's something like that. And he's like, that's a full day. He's like, you, you have done a lot that day. If you can touch all three of those emotions every day, he's like, you will have had a full day. You will have done something that most humans don't do on a weekly basis. If you do those three things every day. I think it's this low show, laugh and cry. this, this show starts that shit off just like that for me. It's like, damn, man, like I'm getting all of those ranges of emotions every day. It's like, damn, man. And it gives me a lot to think mm. about, too. Like, every morning, it's like, damn, bro, I'm starting yeah. my day off just it's hot. It's good either way. And then, it's good. hey, Wednesdays are a great day for me because Ted Lasso comes out on Wednesday, so I've got <laughs> that on deck for this evening. I've got Mando in the morning. When Bad Batch was coming out, I had Bad Batch Mando, and Batch then I had nice Ted Lasso morning. as yeah. well. Damn, man, yeah, what a yeah. fucking Wednesday every Wednesday is for me. I am, I am doing the most on Wednesdays. That shit is a great yeah. day.
0: shit i woke up at 6 45 i made my cup of coffee i laid down back Mm -hmm. in bed and i just i just sat back and was like in awe because i that whole shit at the beginning with ig12 and grogu getting inside of it and walking around i am smiling ear to Mm -hmm. ear i'm laughing out loud i am happy as fuck to be watching it and if i'm real hate to say it i haven't i haven't had that yet this season and i i've mm. enjoyed it i've enjoyed it a hell of a lot but i haven't had the just like oh pure elation of watching it and this that brought it to me because i don't know that we've had a moment between din and grogu that like that since season two like it was yeah everything's little... just everything with din and grogu so far this season has just kind of been like yeah they're back together, they're doing their thing. they're in a rhythm. they don't do anything new at all um and I don't know if it's on purpose.
1: Do you think the little joysticks are shaped like the little ball that he had like that he unscrewed on, like, oh. on the razor crest? The little joysticks are they're like kind of i don't know they're silver and they they're kind of I, I don't know if I was if that's it was funny just a little familiar. There was like it was one familiar moment there's
0: there's a couple moments in this episode where I kind of wish. I think Pedro Pascal is a fantastic voice actor. And there's, I think, I cannot wait for him to take off the helmet so he can just act fully like that. Um, Because like I said, uh, you know, a couple weeks back, I can't remember when we discussed this, but, you know, the voice acting that like Matt Lanter and James Arnold Taylor and uh, Ashley Eckstein do on The Clone Wars, like they're really, really good at voice acting, but then they also have the facial expressions to go with it. Sorry, I'm getting a call. I'm going to have to take this real quick. Problem. Um,
1: but that I, it, this Grogu scene reminded me perfectly of the line that I was going to go. I, I was thinking of maybe the Moff Gideon line when he was talking about him being like the master of secrets. But no, Dude, don't um, do I'm this going to with the Grogu don't line.
2: Okay, okay,
1: um, okay. No, I'm going with the Grogu line. I've gone with a couple Grogu lines previously. So I'm going with it, and it is just him going, yes, 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 yes. Walking down the streets.
2: In the I'm bar. really glad you said that because my line is also from this scene. I just found it hard to stray away from it. The, like, emotion and elation that it brought out of me. The humor of it. It's when Din Djarin in the same sequence says, he says, this just isn't working this just isn't working for me it it sounded so like fed up sounding like so funny it's like it's that moment where like okay i'm not a parent but i can tell you as a as a as a child of of parents i know that there were moments where i was wearing my parents the fuck down and it's like Mm -hmm. this this just isn't working for me it sounded it sounded closer to a marriage like something you'd say in like a marriage or like a relationship with, like, a significant other than what you would say to a child, but, like, mm. it was just the the absolute fed-upness of the line and the way it was uttered just yeah. did it for me. And he it came was over there amazing. and grabbed that
1: food. He started chomping. He started just, ha, 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 He's like, Grogu, no, no, we got to pay for that. Come on, man. And then he grabs a Melarune. Perfect. And you hear, I don't know, you hear the little, I don't know, was it Rebels? I don't know. There was some kind of theme that played when the Melarune popped up. I don't know exactly
2: Dude, what it was. Dude, I don't know, but all I, I can tell you is is that that shit just did it for me it was just uh, literally
1: like holding it out of den's reach like he's he's like because ig11's just so tall that he's holding up the melaroon and den's like trying to reach for it like den's the little kid now and grogu you know it's like he's like yep
2: you have way too much power over me yeah that's the thing grogu is
1: yeah grogu is older than den like he is older than him it's just he hasn't grown as fast you know so He's He's got the mind, possibly, of a wiser person than Din. He just can't really do anything about it. But now, he has a body where he can actually do some stuff. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see if they start offering him weapons. Like, they're like, oh, well, IG-11 units are perfect, you know, for weaponry. We can give you a jetpack. We can give you, a, jet pack. We can give you um, a blaster. But then maybe Grogu's like, no. I don't want any weapons. Like no weapons at all. I just want this as my vehicle. You know, you just no. I think that's that's like what the 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 beauty of the yes or no buttons are is that his responses could have a lot more emotional weight. I know it sounds like cra- like crazy just to hear a robotic no. No, but like I feel like say like Din's dying. I don't want him to die, but then you just hear like no. No no, like the IG-11 no, no, no as, like,
2: Grogu's, like, That would you know, totally take the Eli. emotion out of it, but I, I don't do know. like the concept of or, it. I don't
1: know, like, or just, <laughs> I don't know, I think it's going to be really interesting just to see, like, if they give him, like, if they just start asking him more questions now, that he can give a
0: response. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm Sorry about but, that. I had a person doing my taxes gave me a call, so uh, kind of yeah, yeah Hey man, That's important. I man. saw I a funny know.
2: meme about taxes the other day. It was like, like, hey, it's tax season. What do you think you owe us? And it was like, uh, is this how this works? Yes. It was like, uh, six hundred. Nope. Straight to jail.
1: Yep. <laughs> Don't you know how much I owe? Yes. Okay. How much? Mo- you guess. Six hundred. Jail time. Yeah. No. I. I think, Straight to jail. Yeah. With like
2: uh, a with like a frowny face. It was hilarious. Makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah. I know. Uh, but no, I I I think I, I all of that being said was to not go with a Moff Gideon line actually, and his Master of Whispers line, and to go with mm. just Grogu going, yes, yes. yes I yes, don't know if yes, you
2: heard yes, this, yes. I don't know if you heard me say it, Colton, but my line was, this just isn't working for me, from Din. That oh, shit just, man. that was hilarious.
0: I just love that. It, this isn't working for me. It, and also, what I do love about it is that it puts uh, Grogu and Din on like a similar height line, so they can frame shots yeah. differently, which yeah. Oh really- man, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, and like, Ooh. frankly, it's going to be a kick-ass action figure whenever they do it. That's, you know, a lot ah. of stuff from this episode is so that they can sell more action figures like Moff yeah. Gideon's Maldelorian suit, et cetera, et cetera. But- Fuck uh, uh, it.
2: I'm here for
0: and- it. Man, those it. are fucking awesome. It's not like they're just forcing that shit in here to sell toys. Like, no, that shit's cool. I love that. Uh, so like, I'm, I'm 100% here for it. It finally brought around a storyline from the first episode that I kind of thought we'd given up on i was like okay so mm. i don't know how the fuck ig11 is going to be relevant <laughs> yeah. again uh, Here he is, and he um, isn't ig12 well 12. IG 12. Yeah, yeah no no, no longer ig11 and i just know grief karga came up with that name like i think abu frick brought him he was like died done look so so i
1: think that's like the main like there's very subtle imagery and i could be reading way into this but like it's IG11 with the hopes of getting IG11 back, but it was way beyond the point of even doing it, but they were trying everything they could. But no. Best best they could do is IG12. The big imagery would be like Project Necromancer. You can have the perfect DNA clone that you want. It's new, it's fresh, but you can't ha- you can't transfer the consciousness over. Mm. That's that can't go over, you know. It You can have this new army. You can have an army of these new ones, but that's the thing. The, imp, the Emperor only wants one for himself. But right. Gideon would see, I can make millions of these clones that all have Jedi and whatever attributes of the DNA that they're doing, if that research ends up working, you know. But the Emperor's only wanting one body for himself, you know, sort of thing. Mm. So I think maybe that's, maybe the, like, where... Gideon could see, you know, his rise of power is making an army out of, you know, out of him, um, or something, because he has, like, three vats of something,
0: yeah. um, of Those are, those are beings being better.
1: Not, they, the ones looked more Snoke-like, or not, it wasn't Snoke, but it was more fucked up, like, in the vats, yeah. like, before. But this, it looked more humanoid, more normal, I guess, like, more refined. Right. Um. And so I don't know. Maybe he's gonna unveil. That's the thing is that I don't know if I. I, I really kind of want Gideon to be wiped out, and Thron just comes and wipes him out. But I would also really like if Gideon has like a really strong claim, and like he, and like, like it's it's the M- the empire like fighting Gideon to keep him down, and be like, no, we can't we can't be known yet, you know. So it's like the First Order versus Gideon's army, sort hmm. of, and that's like why the First Order took a little bit to. Do the reveal and have Star Killer, and I guess you know all, all the stuff they wanted to do eventually,
0: um, right? Well, and there's also this point about the Force Awakens, where it is 27 years after Return of the Jedi, where I mean, that's kind of their reveal of themselves. Them blowing up Star Killer is like, or not them oh, using them Star utilizing, yeah, In... is kind of them announcing that they exist.
1: That's true, which is. Yeah.
0: Like that's a long ways away. Like that, but I mean, it's going to take some time to build a force like that, you know. So uh, it's so it's they gotta intriguing. Keep it in
1: secret. And Gideon's—I don't know—he doesn't really like that idea, you know. So Gideon's future is probably short. Oh, Gideon's
0: going to die yeah. at. Yeah. Gideon is going to be killed by Thron. I like. I have. I have very little doubts about that. Um, and if he's not, we're at least going to get. What if Bo just?
1: Chops his head off like malt, you know, the That'd dark be cool. Saber,
0: like I no would have no beef. Him. But like uh and that's the thing, that would be more rewarding story wise, and that's kind of why I'm like there are levels to it because Gideon has no respect for Mandalorian culture. He's appropriating their armor, he's appropriating mm. their resources, he's even wearing it on he's wearing it on his skin. Mm. You know, like he is he's, he's yeah. wearing their culture. And so the idea of him being killed by a mandalorian is all the more satisfying for the narrative purpose um but again i think it would just it would just serve a, a a grander narrative for him to be killed by grand admiral thrawn in some capacity or for at the very least if he is killed by someone else i guarantee you we get a scene from grand admiral thrawn eventually that's like a him being informed and he's like good
1: i mean you know Indian- like, he he did say that the the biggest advantage of this suit is that it's me inside of it now. So I do mm. think we get him utilizing it, in you know, like because I don't know they he has some knee blasters like Boba, the yeah. little knee shotgun. They they focused I don't know that whenever they were slow panning up his his suit, I'm like wait a minute, he got some he got some knee blasters right there. Yep yep right. he does. Those are gonna be used. I I say you know he's gonna try to imitate Boba you know or something whenever he was took. I don't know, he took Grogu, he saw Boba, badass, you know, put his armor back on and use him, and he's like, oh, I gotta have that. He's like, yeah, I gotta have that. that. Um, so I I don't know, he's kind of like, um, he's kind of like the Iron Man in the sense that, like, he'll learn from all of his mistakes and, like, put everything that he, he possibly can into his suit, you know, Hmm. Uh, I feel, but, I don't know, I, I. there was I don't I don't think any other performance of the episode other than I mean I guess Bo maybe maybe Katie Sackhoff.
0: I could see maybe. Katie Sackhoff. I could uh that's about it though. I think I went John Esposito. He dominated the episode Katie. honestly. Yeah. Like he came in,
1: in in the the Shadow Council he was like it was made to seem that he might not have like very much power, but then he shut everyone up and he's like, "Yep, okay, Mandal- Mandalorians are coming. Yep, you'll give me your resources, give me everything that I wanted, um, and everything." And then like here at the end, showing his power here again. Um, so yeah, I think he he dominated the episode. So I, I got to give it to him.
0: Um, I respect it. I did the same. Mm-hmm. I did the same. I also went with Din for my character, as you said earlier, for all the same mm-hmm. reasons. But uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I went, I went, I went, Giancarlo Esposito as Moff Gideon for the performance. I thought he did an incredible job. Uh, for a character that has no anything to him, uh, fantastically performed, uh, Giancarlo Esposito does a really good job as Moff Gideon. Uh, he always has so many lines that just give him like the perfect
1: edit, you know, like on TikTok or like, uh, to make, like, a badass, like, how you have
0: something Edit. I want.
2: You uh, just, I, I meant to say this earlier. Just give me as much exposition from Giancarlo Esposito <laughs> and Moffinian yeah. as you can. Because he just, <laughs> any, episode, any episode of television, anything I've ever seen him in, where he is just just grandiose, just speaking out into
0: the, like, he just destroys that shit. I he am eats brilliant. that shit up. I am praying on whenever he's like, take him to the debriefing room and he takes Din away. I'm praying we get a, a fucking classic villain gives his entire master plan to his nemesis because his nemesis can't do a thing about it. Like, that's that's what I'm praying on. I, I would love that. And because uh, Giancarlo Esposito, while that's like a, a, a trope that gets obliterated into hell and by now everyone knows it, It's one that Giancarlo Esposito could probably manage to still feel fresh, which is Mm. incredible on his part. What I hope happens is he takes him on a
1: walk. It's whether he's in a room trapped up and he speaks to him, but I really hope he's like, let's go, I want to show you something. And he's like all armored, I don't know, something something where he can't move at all, but being Mm. transported. And he takes him to the living waters. Um, and he's like, "This has been the key to making my new army and all my new armor." Blah blah blah. And then you know, you start to see some bubbles, you know. And then because Den's near again, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I still, I still kind of want to hold on that the because the mythosaur looked at Bo Katan and was like, ah, whatever. And like, but Den was, I, I, I kind of want to, I don't know. It does, it, it would be really cool if Den is somehow or Grogu is the true leader, and the Mythosaur sees it somehow. I don't know. It would be really cool. And I, I would, I think that the monster this episode was to tease you a little bit to make you think it was the mythosaur, but they're like, nope, no. So well, like, there's
0: um, absolutely a reason they showed him us. Or they showed us him earlier in the yeah. season. Like uh, that uh-huh. will come into play next episode at some point. The mythosaur, it, yeah. and if it doesn't, it's like, fuck, was that for then? You know, like, uh, so does
1: someone tame the mythosaur at the end of this or no? And if so,
0: who is it? Um, someone if if anyone does anything, it's going to be Bo-Katan. She's the only one who knows it's there. She's gonna, or I guess the armorer does too. Uh, I think Grogu could have sensed
1: that. That was, the, I guess, I never thought about that. Did Grogu sense, Could could he not sense a gigantic mythosaur? I think waking it's up down feasible there?
0: to think he could have he, sensed. Know. I guess he could yeah, go he... now. He has the means to go down there by himself. Oh no, he doesn't. He doesn't have a jetpack. Um, mm. and you need one. Uh, like I think. It's pretty early in the episode. Bo retreated. I bet she goes to find the mythosaur like immediately and bring it into the mm. battle. Like, uh, I bet she uses. Is it, it that to easy though? To...
1: Does Ben does does Bo just go down there and is like, "Hey, come with me. Let me ride you." Like, is like I feel like I feel like Grogu has to be involved. Yeah, that came yeah came out really wrong there. I guess, but uh, like I'm I feel kidding. like Grogu has to be involved with the taming of the mythosaur somehow. I feel like it's hostile, no matter what, off-rip, and then Grogu's the one to be like.
0: Then Bo takes no. Grogu. Yeah. Okay, I see.
1: I don't know because I, I, I'd
0: imagine she's taking Grogu by her side everywhere for now because Din is captured. I don't Grogu think Grogu was on gonna... her
1: lap this episode at the beginning in the yeah. in the ship too.
0: No, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Grogu. Like, I don't think there's anyone she'd be like, I need you to watch the kid. I have something to do. I think she'd be like, you like, she's going to take him down there and be like, you stay here. And...
1: No. There's no way Bo-Katan's the
0: spy, right? Yeah, made the... absolutely the fuck not.
1: I know. I no. know. No. I know. No, I know. No. I know. But I just want to account for every possibility. There's... it. The the dark saber was given up. You know, she told out the story how it happened. You know, I want to believe her that that's how it happened and everything. I don't know. I, I really, really hope not. I, mm-hmm. I just want to account for every twist that is possible. Why? Again, I know. Why? I I I don't want it. No, it does. No,
0: no. Like uh there have been some suspicions.
1: I guess. see.
0: armor. I can see. Bo-Katan. She hates that motherfucker. You know. She hates that motherfucker. Ah, uh, like, mm. yeah, yeah. She no. she doesn't want to wipe out her people. That that would be that would be horribly mischaracter. She kind of has given up.
1: I don't know. She was given. Yeah, no. Yeah, she was given up, and she was just yeah. She wouldn't have just been in her throne room, just like you uh, know what. If she I'm was... gonna call him
0: off Gideon. I'm done. Yeah,
1: no, I don't... Yeah, no. Okay. Uh-uh. But, no. it, okay. The people who make sense, the armorer, Axe...
0: I think axe. they're the top two who make sense. Yeah, because they, you know, le- like,
1: they both left
0: They're too prominent. That's that's the other thing. It has to be someone who it's, like, jarring. It's like, oh, shit, you know? Because if Kosta Reeves revealed herself to be a spy, it'd just kind of be like, Ah, damn. That I wanna sucks. just throw
1: it out there. It's very low possibility, but just the idea of there being another Luthan out there, but on the opposite side, uh the armorer is uh Kane, um, somehow, and like she has her Coruscant personality in the amnesty program, and then she's also the armorer somehow at the same time. I don't know how she'd be doing all right all this, but uh would be kind of sick. But no, there's there's no shot. Um do we get I don't Is whose helmet's coming off next episode? I hope Din. I hope it actually happens this next episode. And he, like, he makes that choice for himself and it happens. If the
0: armorer is the spy, Din's helmet comes off. Does Um, her helmet
1: come off? Do we see who the armorer is?
0: If the armorer is the spy, her helmet also comes off. That's That's the thing.
1: Because she's also obsessed with the way, though. And, like, that could be their thing. Like, I don't know.
0: But. There is a character who I think, if there is any existing character, because they've never given her name, and I know that's not like a thing. Like, if you if you don't give a character a name, it's typically because you are hiding the character's name. You know what I'm saying? That's and fair. it's not like it would be an obvious reveal that like everyone would recognize the name immediately. But there's a character in the Clone Wars named Rook Cast. She is a Death Watch Mandalorian that was the right hand man to Gar Saxon. She helped the rise of Maul to the uh to the throne of Mandalore. There's the little, she was a Maul Delorean in the last fight with uh against the uh, Ahsoka troopers and stuff. Uh, I believe she became an Imperial in Rebels, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, now it makes is sense there... why the
1: spikes are on her helmet. There, there you go. Okay,
0: and I might be I might be misspeaking about rebels there, but uh, regardless, she was a Death Watch Mandalorian.
1: Ooh, like okay, yeah, yeah. Because, and I, I I still I don't know. I I really want them to connect that weird creature thing that we saw down there in the caves of Mandalore, that eyeball creature, and it be like, hmm. yeah, it's it's a really old surviving Mandalore or somebody, uh, someone from Mandalore. Because that'd be sick if it was. Um, Saxon, that dude. Um, I don't know. Somehow, but, but I, that's who she is. Is very interesting. And if it is going to be someone that we know in the story already, or if it is just like a new introduction to you know whenever she takes her helmet off.
0: Oh, and then there's also the fact that Rook Cast is captured by Bo-Katan Krees at the end of the Clone Wars. So. I don't know. I, I could. I could see. I could see that happening. Like she gets captured by at the end of the Clone Wars, locked up on Mandalore. The night of a thousand tears happens. She goes into hiding. As the armorer can never show her face, she bases a whole entire fucking religion off of it. So that's that she true. Can...
1: Very convenient. Um. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But
0: again. It's a character named Rookcast that nobody would know on mention. Mm. You know, like nobody would know. Anyone who has not watched that and watched it closely even would know who Rook Cast is. You know what I'm saying? Uh just not not incredibly likely. Uh okay. but if there is a pre existing character who I think it could be, it would be her. Um Okay. That's that's where my money's at.
1: Okay, I like definitely prime suspects. That's for sure. Armor and axe. Uh, a little close eye on on what, what's her name again. Uh, close Casca eye Reeves. Casca. Close eye on on her.
0: Um, I obviously not Paz.
1: Uh, Paz Paz's a real one. Uh, the whole time, and I hope I hope he hasn't just been swindled by the armor the whole. I guess he probably wasn't in on it at all. He was probably yeah. He probably was just completely brainwashed by the armor. Um, and who knows, the armor couldn't be, I don't
0: know. No, Paz Paz wouldn't have risked his life and died for it if yeah. uh, if he didn't think it was the case. Um, and that's, you know, it'd be, that's another reason why it would really suck if the armorer was someone like that, that, like, Paz would have died for died for someone who wanted to betray him the whole time and stuff. Like, uh, that'd be a damn shame. But okay. uh, I could see it.
1: What's the most oddball predict... Like, I could... Like, they're building up the the guards again. You know, just like the Dark Troopers. Seemingly impossible to defeat. Den barely got through one of them. And then Luke came in made them look like they were nothing. Mm. Bo-Katan, she's nice with the Darksaber, but I'm sorry. I don't think she defeats three guards. I don't think Bo-Katan is enough to make these guards... I, I think... These guards are dying, I think. Like I, I see this. Like I think they played them up to be this badass. Not just for the sequels. I think they played them up to be this badass to make their defeat that much more like holy fuck,
0: right? Um, like, and maybe that's when we get Kyler's little like. Oh, there was so much opportunity to pass the dark back and forth. Like maybe in that moment, Din find like after Bo is they just use it like they do the yeah. thing
1: that rain that they, they they do some dyad stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like they they throw it around and they do the move where it, like because yeah. din din can't really hold on to it, but if he just ignites well, it at that the right what time, I was gonna
0: roll with you know? is like what if it takes that he's he's found himself going I will serve you like you are who I am following. Has he found his purpose? Has he found what he is meant to do? Is and he now want? Him- is he now one with himself and can wield the dark saber? He's easily? now thinking for himself, and he like oh. yeah, he's fully in on it. So when he like really turns like, it on and it's like and like, starts whipping that hoe around. You yeah, know, like oh, no clunk, no clunkiness. Yeah, that'd be oh. that would be because uh, they've made he, it clear he can't hold that thing at that would be all. He at it, some point, it to fall, that and should be just,
2: paid
1: off. You know? Yeah. Ooh, that's really cool. Oh man, I could see that happen I, I wonder how it would happen if he would if he would be ready for it to be heavy, but then like just not, and then he starts yeah, going right. to town, or if it would be like a catch. And he I would like for them to like, not
0: acknowledge it. I'd like for him to not even think about it. Just start using it, and then be like, "Yo, like uh, I'm gnarly with this thing." Here you go, Bo. I can't wizard,
1: take- wizard. Yeah, that that's it. Maybe you know he just catches it and. <laughs> wizard and it just keeps going off
0: because you know like you said i think one because ray and kylo are obviously very very strong in the force and they took on like six of them uh and ended up uh, didn't beat them bad they 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 got their they got worked a little bit in that fight but uh i could see din and Bo teaming up to defeat three praetorian guards
1: if that's what happens i'm down i'm down if it's I really just, hope it's
0: Oh,
2: like oh the parallels to Kylo, to Raylo would be insane mm. at that point. Yeah, oh my god. god. Like, it would be
0: so heavy handed. It would be Gideon? so heavy handed.
1: What if it's like they kill Gideon, just like Snoke? He, he has the Darksaber, all like Snoke, you know, fucking all cocky, like ha-ha. And then Grogu turns it on, slices Gideon in half, nah, and then they fight dude, the
2: There's guards. no way. Like, what he if it, can ag- Abbey, it. Abbey There's Abbey no knows. way. Ain't no uh, way he can
0: handle it. Because
2: then, well, then all three of them. He would, just, were in that he would
0: just pull it, and then we'd get the same shot with Bokatan catching it, or Din catches it, and then it's light.
1: That's how it's light, and then it's all revealed right there. Like maybe Din catch it. Like I don't know. Like I could. Oh, whoa! If that if if that happens, that is actually sick. Uh, because I could see Gideon having a red ass room too. You know that all catches right. on fire. Din's flamethrower dude and then it reveals the armor watching it the whole time behind the glass behind the red or something mm-hmm. it's flame. i don't i don't know now i'm going too deep um
2: getting a little
0: too specific but broad well, I strokes love, I, I,
2: joe, joe i love when you rein yourself in from a train of thought it's like the most fun I gotta, thing I ever because it's back, like you know, oh my god oh my god oh my god we reach an apex and then it's like you start the descent on your own and then you're like okay it's time to. you're like wait a minute level.
0: i've gone too far i need to retreat uh, Time to level out. Yeah, but that's
1: the thing. If it does happen, and I described it in this detail perfectly, and it's that exactly. wild, and it's like I'm like, well, then I'm you villains, need to be hired. You know, I'm seen as a, yeah, I'm, I don't know. Then it's
0: all worth um, it.
1: But if not, then it it just made for. And you
0: truly are the all-knowing being we've made you out to be since Wandavision. Ah, uh, oh, well, I'm still still waiting
1: on that payoff. It's it's a you know Marvel's fucking up with their timeline. I thought it would have already been revealed by now. But I'm sorry, guys, that you had to wait this long. Their release schedule is all fucky. Uh, eventually, that that reveal will, will be shown to you, and I I will be I don't know proven right there. I'm um, ready for it. I I'm, but
0: I'm Selena Gomez in here. But yeah, when no, I'm ready, I, I'll come and get
1: it. This this one I don't I don't put much credence into, but I would really really like the dyad little dyad the dyad Din- dyad.
0: Now now that we've talked about it, Dinbo versus the three Praetorian guards is like. Top one thing I want from the finale. I hope that's a lock. I really hope that's a lock. I hope so, too. Because um, who, el- who else do you have
1: them fight against? If it's just Carson no Teeth and a couple of Rebels? Yeah, it. no. Like, it's either Din and Bo and Grogu, or it's everyone coming together to kill them, and they it's... realize that they're stronger together and that they all start firing all at once and then they hmm. overpower them, you know, sort of thing. I would like it like that, but I would much prefer... Oh, if dude. it's D- Dinbo. Well, cuz Din I could also
0: Grogu. see Din and Bo doing a really good job and like uh holding their own and then taking out two and then Grogu doing his little like force force choking the life out of one of them. Uh okay, yeah, yeah. And maybe not maybe, killing them just maybe freeing That's when Din takes his helmet, his helmet
1: off right then and there. After that fight and they just fucking kiss.
0: <laughs> like i don't know
1: maybe it's just like damn we just like did that. no other fuck. way to
0: express the way i'm like, feeling right holy now
1: fuck take all of our armor Ugh. right this second or okay maybe not kiss straight up but like i think like maybe he's just like yeah screw the screw what i've thought you know i i why do i need my helmet you know i don't know
0: dude yeah i didn't think about the the utilization of the three praetorian guards in the finale and i gotta think that's it you know like uh They built them up for a reason. If you're saying the shit
1: talk on Thrawn's for a reason, they built them killing Paz so easily, that's for a reason. Whether it's not this season or or next, but I I don't know. They're building them up uh, to be badass so that whenever they are defeated, uh, it's that much more sweet. But I guess if it's the true parallel, Gideon would die first. But I hope maybe it's like they fight him first, and he just escapes, and he goes, and then the the guards are like, ah, now we got you.
0: I don't Um, think Gideon dies in the finale, just because there's so much that he hasn't done that he has planned that we know nothing about. Now, if we if we get what I said at the beginning of next episode the whole master plan that he explains to Den, like what he's trying to achieve and what he wants to do. Then I could see Thrawn coming in at the end of the episode and taking that over, you know, sort of thing, uh, mm. kind of taking that for himself that I could see even more. And given the fact that we, in the Heir to the empire trilogy of books, there is an attempted clone clone of a Jedi that they that they make and stuff. So what if Balin and what if Balin's like a clone of some sort and Thrawn takes the final steps to make him happen. Like
1: I really like I, I like like even Gideon hearing no whispers of Thrawn. Like at first I'm like, okay, so he is really just maybe still unknown and it's just a front. But if if they're really building up Thrawn this much and showing how secretive he is it it's perfect for how the emperor could return without anyone knowing, and if like if it was Thrawn the whole time, like yep. keeping it a secret, you know, because he's that good at at that. Like that'd be, I don't know. It, this is really, they can go so many different ways now, and like I I'm so fine with so many different directions. Like I, I this is where I wanted to be in the show a little before. Um,
0: but we're here now. Or, hey, we're yeah. here
1: now, and yeah this this finale. Hopefully should bang. You know, the Star Wars Celebration uh, was, was scheduled quite at a perfect time, I think. Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, was, it was. was not, not coincidence. And if Thrawn comes back, it's even less of a coincidence because they don't show his face at all in the Ahsoka trailer. And then they're like, hello, here he yeah. is in his whole glory. Like, yeah, that, there's no coincidence there. With, it, yeah,
0: it just with feels, it feels so blatant. You know, it does. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, man. Should we give this one a rating? Do we have anything left? I think.
1: Um, I think we said all of our favorites. Um, I think we, we gave uh, Giancarlo the performance. I don't, Kyler, I don't know if you've given a performance yet. Or yeah, not. I'm
2: going with Giancarlo yeah. anyway. Okay. I don't think I, thought, I, did, I mean, but that, was just, that yeah. That's the moneymaker right there. That's that's where the, the bread is. That's where Damn then, and then for shots,
1: um, I think I said <laughs> oh mine was whenever... The guards were walking away from Paz
0: after they killed him and they mm, were just That's right. uh just walking away all badass like. Mine's um, an early mine. one. Uh, goes along with my favorite scene and my favorite mm-hmm. character. Uh it's whenever Gideon turns away from that call with Elia Kane and he's about to walk down the hall with those phantom menace ass doors with yep. the Beskar armor on the sides of him and oh. he's silhouetted out. Fucking gorgeous. There's Fucking no beautiful. Point. Like
1: those doors, they don't make I don't get them.
0: But I love seeing him, you know? I think it's just, like, you can't, like, I think this is the room where he does the shadow council. And he's like, that cannot, you cannot get there, you know? Do
1: we get this Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon running through here and not being able to make it through? Do we get that parallel as well? Do we get, like, everything? Do we get the sequels? Do we get the prequels? Do we get the OG? Are we getting everything? (laughs) Like, we're getting every parallel possible. We might, to... Need
0: to, we might need to temper expectations at this point. Oh, yeah, okay, well, now
1: now I'm going... I play. like where your head's
0: at, because god damn, would that be awesome! But that would mean that we would have to lose somebody. And I'm not ready for that, because Din and Bo's stories are not ready for that either. Um, the Duel of Fates and... And who's the little youngling that
1: matters? Oh. You know, it was Anakin, but now it's Grogu, and then so it would be Qui-Gon and the Master and Apprentice. Well, yeah, there's not really a Master and Apprentice, because no, it would probably be Din dying and Grogu watching. And
0: mm. uh-uh. I don't want that. Uh-uh. I know it'll happen one day, but not today.
1: Mm. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, but there we go. Do- Kyler, do you, do you have a favorite shot? Do you know? Uh, yeah i was gonna say
2: my favorite shot and i try to like just stick with what like grabs me like from the moment it happens Mm. rather than like put so much emphasis into like if the shot like totally like you know i try not to think so much about like how deserving it might actually be and just like what really grabbed me um the scene where we get the reveal of like all the what do you call them because they're not wearing the Beskar armor, right? The troopers, they aren't wearing it. It's what Moff Gideon is wearing, no, right? They have Beskar too. They are wearing Beskar armor. It's, it's just, just a not different not color. A okay. Armor.
1: Yeah. Dark trooper okay. upgraded version. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, the scene where they all like jump out and are like flying down, basically to ambush them, not in like the the you know like trapdoor stuff, but like in the first sequence, you right. know. Right. That shit was wild. I was like, holy shit, this looks crazy. Like, this. I don't know, it was just different, cause like. Uh, actually, I might change it to the scene where Moff Gideon is walking past all of the troopers, cause that just came back to my mind. When he's walking down like that, like, narrow ass walkway, and just all of the, like, beams that are, like, locking these troopers into place are, like, going down as he's walking by. That, that was kind of tough for me. Kind I kind of like that. Yeah, I kind of like that. So maybe that's what I say.
0: No, but yeah, either way, those are both fucking strong. Uh, Both really strong. And yeah, those are some good favorites. It was a goddamn good episode, man. Like, I'm getting 10 enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And what's the best critical rating we've given an episode this season?
1: Uh, 825. 9 at minimum yeah this is yeah it's it's definitely the best made of the season that's for sure um
0: best written
2: best shot uh like this is where i get lost in the fact that this isn't like the longest episode of the season because like it feels like this one like i was watching it and as i was watching it i was like we have gotten so many different like locations like settings Mm -hmm. like so much has happened I was like, how is this not the longest episode of the season? Because, like, listen, I'm not trying to diminish the arc with Pershing and and Elliot Kane and everything that happened in that episode, but it felt like it droned on for a little bit. I am just baffled at the fact that, like, this didn't come close to that in terms of runtime. And it's like, wow. Like, this just goes to show when, like, they don't even need the long runtime. They can just pack this shit in and just do it. And well, damn
0: if it wasn't fucking fun. Interesting to draw it back to episode three there because that's easily the second best episode of this season. And that said, the more we've gotten out of this season, the less I feel we needed it. I did love it. I did, I did really well, enjoy it.
2: And this is where, like, all we got was a slight nod to Pershing. And when I say a slight nod, I mean, like, they just name dropped him practically and like yes we got ilia kane to, in this episode but like she wasn't contributing to the narrative or story of this episode in all like things considered really like in no, it, no, looking at really. it and it's like uh-huh. what it just feels like kind of a I don't want to say a blemish, but it feels like a total different, like, departure from what this story is going towards. It It was an
0: episode of the Rangers of the New Republic, and it was put in this show. And don't get me wrong. I loved it. It was very, very good. But all we needed from that was. Like, all we needed for this story. Was what Moff Gideon says at the beginning. Pershing's gone. He was captured by the New Republic. We don't have his research anymore.
1: Yeah, that's
0: true. and I love Katie O'Brien as Elliot Kane, and I'm so glad we have her. You know, I'm not like, I'm not like this is. Oh God, this episode, that episode was terrible, and it it fucking sucks because this it doesn't help the season. No, it was a great episode of TV. It's the second best of the season. But like we were saying earlier, it just didn't quite. In the grand scope of things, now where we're at. God damn! did we did we need that
1: yeah i guess the only way is if if kane is planning on taking over gideon if he dies you know taking over his operations and she's the one who maybe tries to seize power and you know because she
0: knows his operations well maybe i, I don't and like uh, that's that's what like i hate but, to say it because i lo- like i said i love katie o'brien and i love Elliot Kane, but you could so very easily get rid of her story this season and it doesn't hurt the show at all you know, like when Carson yeah. Teva goes and meets with the requisitions officer and is like, and now I'm hearing rumors that Gideon never made it to trial. That's all we need from that, too. And that was part of the uh, part of episode three. Like, think, yeah. Huh. I know got... he needs a spy, but like. I guess the reveal he still hasn't sp- happened.
1: Like- so maybe, you know, maybe there's still another twist. There's like a double, triple agent. That's where I don't know. There's still maybe another aspect that we're missing, but I don't
0: know, man. I think like, you're, I, I love that episode. So. It was yeah. damn good, but like it's it it officially there's no way it ends Wait, up fitting in. Why kill? That was clearly under the orders of Moff Gideon.
1: Why kill him? Don't know. Does he have everything he needs from him? Is that is that what he's? Is that like, cause what if if it was so valuable to him and so like he took Pershing from them? Pershing was used like by or was wanted to be used by the other Imperial guys there and the the Shadow, uh, whatever Council Council, yeah. And they're like, well, why'd you take him? You know, you took him and used him, or blah blah blah. So, why you, Maybe did Kane do that on her own? Would Gideon want him dead or was, did Kane just be like, well,
0: I yep, think, I he... think at that point he wrote him off as a lost cause. Like he truly, he was one of those people who was truly reformed. He wouldn't come back to do his work for the empire. So it's like, oh, that was the test.
1: See if he would do his research, but for the empire or not. And then he was doing it for good reasons. So they were yeah. like, all right. Ah, uh, okay. I see.
0: I see. But that like but but we don't need we don't need yeah. that. No. No. So like I'm I'm again, I loved the episode. It was damn good, and I hate to sound like I'm I'm being nitpicky, but that was the longest episode of the season. Mm hmm. And I don't think we needed it. And I'm I like that's fine. That's fine. You know, there's a lot of stuff they in this. To, we didn't. They mean, had to put, put the Rangers somewhere. Really time. I loved yeah, it. They,
1: I guess they had to put the Rangers somewhere.
0: Um, and you know, who knows, around, re- who knows how that comes back around? Who knows how that comes back around in future dream? seasons? You know, like,
1: like is that the only part of the Ranger story that has overlap with the Mando story, or is this like the crucial parts of Rangers that they needed in here for us to understand everything? You know, because like. I don't know. That's that's very interesting.
0: I think I think this is the I think that episode was like the you remember season one, episode six, The Prisoner, how it was kinda like, Yeah, we're just gonna randomly break someone out of jail.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, okay. ten
0: okay. episodes later, we're going to break Miggs Mayfeld out of prison because he might be able to help us. So like there there is always possibility they come back around to it. And I have faith in them for that. But as far as this season is concerned, right now it doesn't look like it was worth much. Um mm. yeah, but anywho critically where where do we end up coming down
1: with this one? and I lied, I said eight two five was the highest uh, we gave episode two an eight two five, but episode three got an eight five
0: okay, um, then I am so, still at a about nine or more,
1: yeah, I think uh I think nine is fair. I mean, I was looking back at like the andor uh critical ratings, and like that's the thing. we gave like eights and sevens to an andor, which is just yeah, that I don't know that's just like kinda wrong. Uh, necessarily but definitely compared to the rest of the season if we've given anything the highest in eight five this is a nine nine two five for me Mm -hmm. Um, critically but i guess i don't know maybe genre maybe that well not this episode i guess had a little bit of of cane no i would would still be a 10 like yeah no no they did everything they yeah i would
0: i would go nine i'd say i'd say straight up nine and i I think nine it gives us room to like hammer the next one and
2: then also like i think you look at like past seasons of mandalorian like where does this episode rank like it'd be interesting to compare Uh, Uh, this
0: is one of the best um, episodes of mandalorian we've ever gotten
2: dude Um, i saw i don't know if you, you guys probably saw the same tiktok and maybe he got sent in our group chat i don't even know but there was a tiktok that basically said like he had an insider at star wars celebration where they got like a sneak peek and they basically said that like this episode might be just very well possible the best episode of Mandalorian. No, ever. yeah, they, they
0: showed yeah. they showed this episode at Star Wars Celebration. They they showed the entire the entire thing, which is uh, crazy. Very that
1: cool. no secrets of that got out. That they're kind of on their Thrawn game for that. Like, how did how do they show this whole episode and then not even like I don't know none of those details got out at all.
0: Um, like... there were people who, there was, it was very cool that, that nobody really got, got, I didn't get spoiled or anything, but I got a lot of like, there were so many people saying like, oh, if you like this, you'll love this episode of the Mandalorian. And it wasn't difficult with a bunch of people saying stuff like that to piece together the sort of things we might be getting. Um, mm-hmm. I knew my sequel trilogy fan head ass was going to be satisfied with this episode. I didn't know exactly how but I knew I was going to be satisfied with that stuff. And it was only a couple things, you know, it was only the Praetorian guards. It was only Hux. And Hmm. they're definitely teasing that Thrawn's kind of founding the first order a little bit, but uh, yeah, it was, it was dope. I really enjoyed it. I also got a little bit of a fans of air to the empire books will really enjoy this one. So I was kind of expecting something and Captain Pellion showed up and I was like, Oh yeah, that's cool. That's enough. All right, last oddball prediction. Um, we were
1: just doing favorite characters and stuff, and it made me have, like, the connection that Gorian Shard was the pirate king, um, and Maz Kanata is as the pirate queen. Um, and I don't think that, I don't know, they were, they were really a thing, who knows? But uh, maybe, you know, Maz is the secret hero who comes back next episode. That's why Gorian Shard was in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maz is going to come in and be like, one of my, one of my husbands, you know, like, what if she just comes in and she's like, actually, you know, she just gets around because she's so old. She just has so many husbands or maybe it's like just her captains and that's just all the kings, you know, sort of thing. I don't know. Um, she's coming in to check. One of my captains is dead. What's going on? And they're like, hey, we could actually use your help over in Mandalore right now or something. I don't know. And then Moz comes okay. in and slays those guards. It's not going to happen. Um. But I just want to get it out there just in case it's the Pirate King and the Pirate Queen
0: connection. Um, I dig that. I dig that. But I think <laughs> with that, we will conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. With that, if you would, head to patreon.com slash pod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including all sorts of comic book reviews, book reviews, movie reviews, all sorts of stuff over there. And for $3 a month, you can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there patreon.com slash pennybloompod head to twitter follow at pennybloompod follow on instagram at pennybloompodcast remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you might be listening we are continuing our comic book movie journey through film this friday and i believe this week is blade 2 which is a Mm -hmm. it's a a movie and it's a it was one we talked about so that's this (laughs) friday uh, next Monday, we continue Winter is Blooming with the Game of Thrones Rewatch Podcast. I believe we will be hitting the halfway point of mm-hmm. Season 3. Season 3, Episode 5 on that one. Very excited for that. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, you're missing out if you're not rewatching it with us. It's been a lot of fun, and rewatching it week to week has been extremely rewarding. So uh strongly recommend you check that out. Um, you know, we only got one week of The Mandalorian left. But soon after that, the next week, we are going to be starting the Ahsoka-cast. Oh, we're going to yeah. be talking Ahsoka Tano uh, because, you know, Ahsoka's around the corner. And after this episode, I'm even more hyped for it than I was before. And I was already so fucking hyped for it. Uh, so we're going to be revisiting all the biggest moments from Ahsoka's arc. We've already got the Clone Wars episode recorded for the, uh, for the movie, The Clone Wars. And that is coming out the week after the, uh, The Mandalorian finale. And you can expect all sorts of episodes all the way up until that comes out. Um, May the 4th, we've got our top 100 Star Wars characters is getting revisited. Uh, Second edition. Since we did it last year, Obi Wan Kenobi came out andor The Bad Batch Season 2, Mandalorian Season 3, Tales of the Jedi, I've read The High Republic. It is a new top 100. It is not just the same shit that we're going to be mowing over as we did last year now it's a new top 100 so i'm excited for you to hear that with that i was colton robertson i was joined by joseph george thank you very much homie
1: oh thank you for having me it's always a pleasure to be here
0: oh and it's always a pleasure to have you and thank you kbz kyler barnett absolutely absolutely remember peace love and bloom and yes, 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 yes.